0: Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, today we're going to talk about chronic disease solutions on, on the part that I think will get by the censors. And, uh, yes, this is America. I said that. And the other part is going to be on the coming um, epidemic of neurologic diseases. And this is an epidemic. I'm getting vaccine-damaged adults now, adults now. And we're talking um, at least several a week. And we're only open four days a week up here in Huntington Beach. And I'm seeing a lot of damage down in Mexico or clinic down there as well. But let's um, all of this to, for for one, please share this, share our YouTube, share our Facebook, share our everything, because uh, censorship is coming down pretty darn hard because they're finding some major major issues with the current um, well the, the vaccine that cannot be mentioned. We'll call, we'll call it a Voldemort. Okay, so. Um, please go to the Dr. B VIP and thank you if you're already supporting it. God bless you. We really appreciate it. Um, and Extreme Health Academy, again, we're going into a crisis and these people, there's forums, there's everything in there that, that are you're, the only way that we're going to survive is to take care of ourselves and be as self-sufficient and as community-oriented as possible. And Extreme Health Academy is one of those avenues. So when we're looking at chronic disease, and I mean every type of chronic disease, you name it, okay, we're talking fibromyalgia, um, cancer, autoimmune diseases, heart disease, liver disorders, depression, (laughs) dementia, I mean diabetic thyroid, all of those, (laughs) are those diseases, are those adapting to stress? So when we look at this, we've got three stressors physical stress, chemical stress, and emotional stress. Those are the only three stressors. So I'm gonna walk you through a couple of case studies today on how our approach is, because one of the things that drives me crazy, and I get this every time, um, when a patient comes in and sits down, um, and I'll ask them, what do you think caused this? And they will go off on a tirade to say, oh, well, um, my doctor says this, my doctor says this, my doctor says, this, and I don't care, okay, what the doctor says because, for one, the majority of doctors, and this is why, and if you look at, look at our population, 60% of our adults, okay, have a chronic illness or disease that they will never recover from based on the current therapies. 54% of our children will have a chronic illness or disease that will never recover from, okay, based on current therapies. And when I say that based on current therapies, because if you look at autoimmune disorders, heart disease, depression, dementia, diabetes, if those are really adaptations to physical, chemical, or emotional stress, it's foolishness, it's foolishness to think that giving a medication to, to to treat one of the adaptations, okay, will have any effect. Now, we do a huge number of videos on diabetes, depression, dementia, everyone out there. That And the the way our videos are laid out, it's pretty much the same over the last, you know, 15, 18 years, okay, of doing this. When we're laying them out, I lay out what the problem is. Like, let's say, you know, Um, autoimmune or fibromyalgia. I give the medical definition, the medical approach. The the medical approach is going to be the medications and the side effects of those medications. Then I go into what's really the problem and how to get a real solution. Because (laughs) let me tell you, high blood pressure, you think the solution of high blood pressure is not enough diuretics or beta blockers or ACE inhibitors or calcium channel blockers? Do you really think it's medication deficiency? What is broken in the body? Okay, so we're gonna go through a couple of case studies and I mean um, to to where it's completely brilliant. Now this one patient, I, I had to struggle because he has a condition that you can't talk about. You get censored immediately. Because, you know, here living in Russia, I mean America, okay, and particularly in the Communist Republic of, of California, where her governor, who's, who's had the voted recall, is disagreeing with that. <laughs> I, I really don't think Newsom is ever going to get out of office. I think we're going to have military stuff before. Um, but here's the patient uh, with long haul. Now, I say long haul, uh, Voldemort because there's a virus that must not be named. So let's just call it Voldemort out of the, uh, the uh, wizard that could not be named. Okay, so long-haul Voldemort, patient had, he had some lung issues, okay, and he had this um, virus called Voldemort, okay, not really, but that's all we can say, back in July. And the only thing he put on his uh, ent- entrance sheet, his only problem was he had challenged sleeping. Okay, so this is what a lot of, of guys and girls are like this too, where they're, they're stoic, they're, they're just focused in on their work. And they're used to going to a medical doctor who just looks at the symptom. What symptom do you have? Here's your therapy. And those symptom therapy, drug combination isn't really working because it's been a few months and he's still having some issues. So the way our entrance form is laid out is one part is what the patient thinks is important. Um, and, and so this way I can ask them, what do you think caused this? The other part is what we think is important. So now one, what I found on this guy um, is inflammatory bowel disease in the past that's handled with some nutrition has reflux all the time. So, so that's digestion. Now 80% of your immune system is located in your digestive tract. 80%. And if you have inflammatory bowel disease and, um, uh, or inflammatory bowel syndrome and you have reflux, do you have a healthy digestion or poor? Now think of this. You're only alive because you're able to break nutrients down. Okay? You're literally, your body has to take in nutrients, metabolize those nutrients, eliminate the waste products, and produce new cells. That's your whole freaking system. That's, that's, that's how your body is designed. Remember, you've got to take in the appropriate nutrients, metabolize those nutrients, and, and eliminate the waste products. And then you can build healthy cells. Now, every tissue in your body is built and destroyed, built and broken down, built and broken down. And this is why skin is brand new every 28 days. Blood is brand new every 120 days. It's amazing. So sleep is one thing that he has a problem with. Sleep is when your body regenerates. Um, Inflammatory bowel and reflux, so he's not regenerating, he doesn't have the right materials. Bunion formation, guess what bunions mean? Bunions mean that you have a compromised nerve supply to the foot. Typically it's gonna be a pelvic injury. Now the body has an automatic nervous system. One part keeps you alive under stress, one part regenerates tissue. That's the sympathetic is the is the stress side, parasympathetic is regeneration aside. Now the parasympathetic is located in the neck and the pelvis. Now this guy originally was not telling me about any pelvis issue or low back pain or anything. And when I asked him about this And and I showed him his foot, how it has this distortion. He says, well, my back doesn't hurt. And now, if you're looking at symptoms, 90% of the nerves that come off the spine, there's no pain fibers. And the way most doctors are working, they're looking for the symptom, not for the adaptation. So, So a doctor would never say, oh, your back doesn't hurt. It must not be the problem. I'm looking at this, and I'm going, good gosh, you know, you've got bunny information, which means you've got compromised nerve supply to it. The nerves come out of the top of the pelvis, so this indicates disc injuries in the low back. Now, he's also in a high-stress job. What does stress do? Stress increases the sympathetic activity or the fight or flight and decreases blood supply to the gut. Um, Guess what? Headaches two times a week. Why didn't he put it on his entrance sheet? Because it's always been there, okay? It's only a couple of times a week. You know, take a drug, and it somewhat goes away. And doesn't everybody have headaches? And I get that all the time, too. Oh, it's just a normal headache. Really, what's a normal headache to you? Okay, and he's got neck issues. So when we go in to look at this, um, and and think of this, it's huge. When we're looking at the gut-brain axis, okay, and this is the connection between the gut and the brain, and we're talking about everything, autism, anxiety, depressive behaviors, functional gastrointestinal disorders. You've got a microbiota inside of the gut. So if somebody is in a stress state, okay, they're going to have decreased nerve supply to the gut. And, and here we go. We do the nerve scan. Now, his score, and each one of these scores should be 95 or greater. His heart rate variability score was 54. Now, normal is 95 or greater. 95 to 100 is normal. And he's at 54. And so when we look at it, sure enough, massive sympathetic dominant state. That means that he is in a completely stressed state. And this means nerve supply to the gut is shut down, poor sleep patterns, and his tissue regeneration is horrible. So when you're talking about immune system function, okay, and that nobody has long-haul Voldemort, Okay. Um, Hopefully you understand that there's not a virus named Voldemort, it's just the virus that can't be named, okay, so if you're joining us late. So long-haul Voldemort doesn't mean that this is some weird mutant virus um, that's affecting people totally different because you hear it on the TV all the time. Okay, it means his body's not recovering because he's got a weakened immune system. And sure enough, here it is. We're talking a sympathetic dominant stress state. Now, the second part was the muscle activity on either side of the spine. Now, that should be normally 95 to 100. His was 67. That means he is working super, super hard against himself to just survive throughout the day. So we're looking at a stress state. The stress state means that his body is not regenerating healthy tissue. We have got to find the stressors. Now, what happens when you're in a sympathetic dominant state if you're in there for a while, you're misdiagnosed with high blood pressure, type two diabetes, um, inflammatory bowel disease, um, skin issues, sleep issues, and anxiety. So so you can have a lot of different things if you're in that sympathetic dominant or stress state for a while. Um, right now, he only has the high stress, the headaches, and the inflammatory bowel disease, and the weakened immune system, so he can't recover. Okay, so do I wait to fix him? Should we give him steroids? Should we give him wideband antibiotics that cause more damage to the gut? Or find the freaking problem? Okay, yeah, I know. So the muscle tone of balance score should be 95 to 100. It's with 67. So we take x-rays. We find a lot of structural problems. Organ and gland control should be between 70 and 90. 70 is more of a breakdown state. 90 is more of a buildup state. He's at 70, so that means his organ systems are building down. Now, tonight, I'm going to actually be showing uh, thermography, and because this is how we literally find the problem. I'm not going to say diagnose, because the body has responded correctly. I'm not going to give this guy a label. Of fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, anxiety, stress, depression, because that's what crazy doctors do in a world where they give you a label and they give you a label and they give you a therapy that goes along with with anything that label says. And they've done this, they've done this diagnostic protocol because if you get a negative response, like let's say somebody gives you an antidepressant, and one of the side effects of an antidepressant is suicide and suicidal thoughts and then you have a negative reaction and, and try and hurt yourself. Now if the doctors were actually responsible for the outcome of your case and they gave you a therapy and you had a negative response to it, then they would be liable. They would, you know, you would say, look, I'm not going to pay you or, you know, fix this. Okay, does does that make sense? But with the diagnostic protocols in place and the pharmaceutical industry funding the government, the doctors really have very little personal liability because they're following the protocols based on the diagnostics. So now, when we look at this fellow here on on his thermography, I'm seeing inflammation over the sinuses, which actually means that there's histamines released in the entire body. This means there's tissue damage. So again, we're looking at clues. This is kind of like detective work, where we're one clue, why is it there? You know, we know he's in a stress state, so there's only three things we've got to look at, physical, chemical, and emotional stress. And this indicates physical and chemical stressors. Um, when we look at the side view of the thermography, we're seeing teeth grinding at night. There's a hot, inflamed area over the TMJ. And, and so we know now that there is a lot of other issues. Further down, we're seeing inflammatory bowel disease or inflammation of the gut area. We're seeing some dental toxicity issues. We're seeing some injuries possibly indicating a disc injury in the low back. And all of this is on the thermography. Then we take the x-rays. And on the x-rays, it shows um, an abnormal bowel gas or leaky gut. It shows significant structural deviations in the rib cage. Now, this happens to be at the heart area. And so, again, all this guy focused in on business. God bless him. That's, that's you know, guys I was raised with. You know, if you ask a guy how they're feeling, um, they might say, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because guys, you know, you put the feelings aside, you get the job done, and that's what this guy is—old school. But he has a massive subluxation or structural deviation around where the nerves that supply the heart are. And I say, look, buddy, you know, usually in this area, people are going to have cardiac arrhythmias or heart palpitations. And I asked him, "Do you ever feel this little like fluttering in the heart, and then you take a deep breath and it goes away?" I said, "Yeah, yeah." And I, I, okay, cool. You know, that's going to go away. And then I take a look at the guy's neck. He had an old whiplash trauma, more than 20 years old, okay? Um, literally, because you could see it in there. It could have been more than that 30, 40 years ago. Um, but the nerve that supplies the diaphragm comes out of that area. So this entire time, his blood is becoming acidic. He's not moving correctly. You know, I mean, it's just, there's so many clues to a dysfunction, Then when we take the x-rays of his low back, sure enough, there was a leaky gut. And we identified four different disc dysfunctions. And if you've heard the term, um, let's go uh, like bulging disc, slip disc, herniated disc, if you've heard those terms, those are completely antiquated terms. Because what it is, it's literally the body adapting to... um, to um, stressors, and physical, chemical, and emotional stressors are literally the reason um, the guy is adapting like that. Okay, here, here, let me. Um, well, when you when you talk about oh, what is it? Slip disc, bulging disc, herniated disc. Most of these are diagnosed with an MRI where you're laying down, you're not weight-bearing, you're not standing up, you're not doing dynamic bending one side or the other. And no one, no one is looking at thoracic deviation, like the rib cage on top, if it's one side or the other. No one, if they're identifying a disc problem, is looking at bunion formation or gait or how you walk or is the pelvis stable. No one is looking at this stuff. So it's like crazy. Now... Um, the, the tough part is um, increased intestinal permeability, okay, and we're talking, um, and this is what the leaky gut is. There is a brilliant article, um, and it was published in December 2011. The title of the article is Increased Intestinal Permeability Correlates with um, Endotoxin Exposure Markers in Early Parkinson's Disease. Now does this man have Parkinson's disease? No, does he have all the stressors like the loss of curve in the neck, the inflammatory um, bowel disease, the gut, um, the chronic stress states? Absolutely he does. So should we wait to correct him before he gets that or should we just fix him? And then, so here when we look at this, um, think of what happens to your blood when you're stressed and this is tough because uh the Voldemort virus okay uh that one it affects the blood it affects the blood okay the blood goes everywhere um the um medical intervention that they're choosing for Voldemort and again that's the the medical procedure that should not be named, mentioned uh, named <laughs> Oh, you got to love the, the 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 psychotic world that we're living in. Okay, that clumps blood cells together. It means that they can't get through thing, and this is why there's a lot of clotting disorders. So this is why we do blood analysis on people um, all the time, and we have a lot of people with the Voldemort um, injection that are having a huge amount of blood problems and we're compiling a lot of data on that and it's just interesting as all hack because how does your body function you have an automatic nervous system based on certain um, parameters the, the parasympathetic is the fighter is the rest digester repair and the sympathetic is the stress level okay now i'm going to bring up another case because this gal was I mean, she is just darling. You will fall in love with her. Okay, 83 years old, not, I mean, the minimal amount of arthritis in her neck, minimal, just about perfect. But she's been misdiagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Now, this is, um, she's taken metformin. Now, metformin, when we talk about this, it does lower blood glucose, and it's a type 2 diabetic drug but insulin levels remain high, so it actually causes damage to the heart, causes cardiac arrhythmias and, and heart problems. Well, this gal was diagnosed with um, type 2 diabetes, which is again, it's a blood poisoning, and then she developed angina, and so again, is, does the body give you symptoms for a reason? Yes or yes. Absolutely it does. So when we took the x-ray, we found a significant structural deviation on on the upper thoracic area, which is the nerves that supply the heart. And then she's taking oxycodone, aspirin, Excedrin. Oxycodone is an opioid, extremely addictive. Aspirin damages the kidney function. Excedrin damages the kidney function. And all three of these things damage the body's ability to regenerate tissue. So guess what she was also um, diagnosed with? Yes, osteoporosis. Now, she's also taken spiriva, which is a breathing medication. Nitroglycerin, she has it available because she does have occasional chest pain or used to have it, doesn't have it anymore. And she's really concerned, 83-year-old gal, that every time she puts on a mask, she has trouble breathing. You know, so what can she do with, without the mask? Or what? Could, what's the problem? Um, so, I know. Again, when you're putting a mask on, and and I'm gonna and, and please listen, you're putting a mask on. You're rebreathing in your own waste. You're rebreathing in your own waste. You're increasing stress in your body. Now in any time of the world, wintertime, summertime, anything, and anybody that has cancer or chronic disease, and there's, they're being suggested multiple different therapies by multiple different doctors, I'll say anything that you do that helps your immune system is good. Anything you do that hurts your immune system is not good. Okay, so if you're worried about breathing in um, some viral dust from coming from some area, okay, rebreathing in your own ways doesn't protect you. You're walking through clouds of viruses. This is why viruses, funguses, and bacteria go through our entire system and then they pass on and then they mutate and they go on. So when you're looking at immune system, it's not getting uh, particles that you're breathing in. Because these particles are hitting your hair, your hands, you're everywhere. When you move the mask, the face mask, you're getting particles on that. So these particles are going everywhere. So anytime someone's wearing a mask, I'll say, are you sick? And they'll say no. Are you wearing that because you're afraid someone else is sick? Uh, They're saying, yeah, maybe. Does this help your immune system? And then that's when the conversation stops because it weakens the immune system. It doesn't have any positive effect. And then we have a couple of journal articles. I'll give them journal articles to say, look, you can read this. Right now during the exam, I need to see your facial expressions. So they drop the mask and they move. And, And think of how stupid this is. If we were sitting together, she could drop her mask and drink water. Okay. If we're talking to each other in the exam room, and she wants a sip of water, she can pull her mask down and take a sip, and then she's got to pull it back up. There's no science to say any of that stuff is normal. So when we look at this gal, her neck is beautiful. She's got forward head carriage, but very little arthritis, 83 years old. And what do we see? At the nerve area that supplies the heart, sure enough, massive rotation and evidence of old trauma. And did so She did she ever need the pacemaker? Don't know. But did she ever go to somebody to actually look at the natural nerve supply to the heart to get that pressure off so that she could live without a pacemaker? No, she never did. And so let's look at her stress level. We did the same three scans. Now her heart rate variability, 95 to 100 is normal. She was at 81. Now what that means is it was, it was not normal, it's low functioning, but it's, it's okay. But she's in the stress side. She's in the sympathetic dominant side, so she is in a stress state. We ought to find the stressors. Let's look, the muscle tone and balance, and this correlates with the x-rays, it was 40 and it should be 95 to 100. And when you look at the x-rays, there is some significant differences. Okay, and this is huge because there's lateral leaning, there's a leaky gut, there's a bunch. And then the third one, the organ and gland control, and again, it should be 90 to 95, it was at 64. And it was like, holy moly, this is really dangerous. And sure enough, when you look at the x-rays, uh, significant leaky gut area in flamp, you can see that what a normal intestinal tract is like, and she does not have a normal intestinal tract. Now, when we took the bending films, bending one way, bending the other way, we showed three areas of disc dysfunction. So, and, and that was the cool part, because when you identify chronic disc injuries, when you identify, you know, that, that minimal subluxations in the neck, but a huge amount of thoracic and ribcage area, um, then we can find the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors that we're contributing to the problem. Okay, and so we're going to go over all of this stuff tonight. I've got to come in to um, the the stuff, because we only have like three minutes left, and the stuff that is not going to be uh, approved by the sensors. I encourage you to look at this week's um, Dell Big Tree, The Highwire. It's very, very hard to find the site, but you need to type in the thehighwire.com dot com, okay, and then that'll take you directly to a site because most search engines they're trying to hide him. This week he does a talk, new show every Thursday. Watch this talk this week. He's got a pathologist on there that talks about antibody disease enhancement. Um, Israel is a great example, but it turns out the the shots that they're giving for the the Voldemort virus. Um, literally cause an enhancement of the virus. It it weakens your body's immune system, and your body's immune system, on exposure of this, it it literally increases the damage that the virus can do. Now, there's a new version of this. Okay, it's called a variant. Now, they're looking for a third injection, and the third injection... uh, is literally the same as the first two, which is for a different variant. Okay, so it's, it's not going to work at all. But everyone's scrambling because they're seeing a massive weakening of the immune system based on these shots. This is why if you look at Israel, you know I think they got 90% of the population shot up. Okay, that's 90% of the hospitalizations. But that's not the big deal. The winter times coming up, and these people have a severely weakened immune system. And then their bodies are producing a certain protein that their bodies are supposed to attack and recognize and stimulate the immune system. Well, it's not working the way they had planned. And one of the reasons they skipped the animal studies, and in the animal studies, when we covered those things back in February of last year, we talked about how all the animal studies, every animal died on exposure of the wild virus. So if you did get the Voldemort shot, um, please look at ways that you can detox, that you can suppress um, your RNA expression. There's a lot of things you can do. Um, I would recommend taking cayenne supplements with each meal, because that's gonna vasodilate. Get a live blood cell analysis, okay? Yeah, high dose omega threes, all of these blood thinners, because the Voldemort disease is literally a blood disorder. So this is why you get blood clots, strokes, um, Bell's palsy, a bunch of things. I mean, it does have a variety of of negative neurologic things in the in the body. But this is this is should be a public service warning, a public health warning. But again, since the pharmaceutical industry is controlling our government we have to be cautious of of what we're saying because the censors are, well, they're now listing anyone that has anything negative to say against the Voldemort virus or the Voldemort injection. Uh, they're domestic terrorists. Okay, so uh, we now no longer live in the country of laws, so we have to take care of this ourselves. Does Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate, God bless you, and I love you.